Hey everyone, welcome to the Small Screen Couch Commentary Podcast, where we watch your favorite TV shows, give you our thoughts, and ask for yours. I'm Alex. And I'm Billy. We're excited to watch and rewatch the best TV shows from start to finish and hope you're ready to take the ride along with us. We'll talk about the best characters and their stories, reveal some hidden gems, and look for you to do the same. From sci-fi to comedy, drama to anime, we've got it all covered. So grab your favorite snack and we'll see you on the couch. All right. We are here at the finale of season one of The Boys on Small Screen Couch Commentary. How about it? We got Alex to watch season one. You know, you had been giving me shit for years. Years. And a lot. some other people were too. Other people were recommending Yeah, it. but I'm the most important one. And don't get me wrong. I knew that it was a good show. I heard nothing but good things, but I hadn't gotten around to watching it for whatever reason because there were just so many other things. Like In comparison to even, say, eight years ago, there's just so much more content coming out every week, every day sometimes it seems as a new show. Yeah. And I just hadn't gotten around to the boys. But I'm glad I did. For you guys. Well, for me too. It's a good show. I mean, it's, for you guys, all right. It's awesome. He's selfish, Billy Butcher over here. Freaking selfish. I am not. I shouldn't say I'm not selfish. Everyone's selfish. Human yeah. beings in general are selfish. That being said, um, crazy, crazy finale. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I, I knew it was going to be big. I didn't know it was going to be this big. Huge. Pause. Huge. Um. But yeah, it, it it was insane. Yeah. So many big things happened. So many things that I didn't see coming happening. Important deets. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Oh yeah. Um, well, let's, you know what? I would like to get into it as quick as we can. What were you snacking on? So this time I was snacking on some brownie bites. Brownie bites. Yeah, you know, kind of like um, the little mini ones that they'll come in like i think it's i don't know it's little debbie or somebody they have like mm. chocolate chip muffins blueberry muffins brownie bites. yeah you know, little packs like that's, yeah, they're that's yummy nice swedish fish oh yeah that's that's a top tier gummy 100 percent. yeah okay i think it might be my favorite but that's neither here nor there yes spoiler alert by the way spoilers um, brr, brr, brr. if you haven't watched it go back and watch you have to watch the finale it is crazy yeah we won't do it justice explaining it to you exactly our words while they are going to be beautiful um phenomenal definitely not going to do the the show justice you have to see what we're talking about so go back watch that come here hang out on the couch with us welcome back (laughs) exactly the magic of editing (laughs) um so we're gonna just run through the show um, and then we'll come back and just discuss some of the the points throughout it. So, if well, would you rate it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that. yeah, my man. I he's just too excited. I am. I am. Um, I I gave this mm-hmm. an eight point eight. Oh, eight point eight highest rating so far. Last episode was the highest rating. This one beat it out. Um, eight point eight. I don't want to get into nine territory yet because for me, on the ten scale. 10 doesn't actually exist, and 9 is just like... I'm a 10. 9 is it's perfect. It's perfect. 
down to the last minute detail. That's a nine. That wouldn't be like a nine point nine. Well, just in that in that territory, nine Got, and above. Gotcha, gotcha. Nine and above. Okay, is, all right. Perfect or damn near perfect. Yeah. Um, but eight point eight, I think, is is eight. a fair score in my book. What did you rate it? Eight point nine. I wanted to creep in the nine territory. I did, but I just feel like there's probably some more. Well, I well, you know that there's more. Two seasons more, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking. I'm thinking once we get into some of these other seasons, while they're old for most of you, um, they're obviously brand new for me. Um, I think we'll get into nine territory. Then I hope we get into nine yeah, territory. This show's so good. Even for me, watching rewatching it, I'm super into it. It actually was really hard for me to not watch episode one of season two after watching the finale. Here, I'm not gonna lie, the same thing. Like I, the the way it ended. I was just like, oh my gosh, I have to I have to know what's coming up next. I have to know where this goes. Just because I, I did not see the the two parts of the ending yeah. I did not see coming at all. I, what I love too is I think two or three episodes back you asked, is it gonna close out like because they weren't sure if there's gonna be a season two or not? Was it gonna have a solid ending or was it gonna be a cliffhanger? Right. So I'm glad I was waiting. I was I was like, I can't say anything. So it was finally right. we're here. Well, and just to just to briefly touch on that, I think the way that it ended, I wouldn't necessarily say is a cliffhanger, but I think if some it, it is it is, but I think if somehow, and it would have never happened, but if it somehow gotten to the point where it was like, okay, well the show's not doing well, we're not going to renew it, I think it could have ended the way it ended, and not been awful. Some shows that end on a cliffhanger or right, right. a certain way. Even like series finales that were planned out and stuff end, and people are like, "Well, that was trash." I think even if this somehow ended at season one, it still would have been okay. Okay, wouldn't have been phenomenal. You would want you would want a season two, absolutely, right? But absolutely, okay. Anyway, yeah. All right, jump into it, big dog. So if we if we touch back just briefly on the last episode, um, the the soups are not just in America now. No. The soups are in other parts of the world. Yeah. Terrorist organizations, as we found out from Nakib. Nakib. Um, which the I don't remember. captain. Yeah, did I did I say that? That his name meant the captain in the last episode? I don't remember. Anyway. Sorry. Um, he's, he's out there in the world. And um, so Madeline, the last time we saw her, was at the CIA. And they were basically telling her, like, Hey, essentially, we're going to shut you down. Nakib came into the picture, blew up that whole situation. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Um, so this episode starts off in uh, the Middle East somewhere, uh, assumedly, and it's like a drug warehouse or something. I don't know if it's heroin or cocaine or yeah some sort of drugs are being packaged for distribution and whatever and there's some like seal team six yeah back at it again type dudes out there and they're moving towards this warehouse to go and infiltrate and shut it down well out of nowhere drops in our good buddy homeland you're a good buddy and i'm not good sorry yeah my good buddy yeah and uh he just goes Make short work of the whole place. Just oh, laser visions everybody. Brutally. Destroys everybody. There are guys running away. He's getting them. Yeah. One guy thought, you know, as this is going on, he like pokes out and gets ready to fight again. And it's like, dude, you should just hit. I don't know what you were doing. Yeah. 
takes takes all the people at this compound out. They're done. Uh, essentially making the military obsolete. Like, they didn't even need to go in. Homelander didn't even break a sweat. Mm-hmm. Goes in. That's that. Um, the government is essentially now pretty much uh, authorizing suits to be in the military. They don't come out and clearly say that, but this kind of is like almost like a test maybe. Yeah. Um, but the Secretary of Defense for the United States, he goes and confronts Madeline, um, you know, saying the, the, the Compound V experiments were not not good, and if I had it my way, you guys would be shut down, but given the situation of things, we got to go with, with what you guys have because you're the only things that can fight the, the soups in, in other areas. Yep. Um, now, the boys who were pretty much pre-maturely uh, given authorization to go after soups, which we see after uh, Billy Shop Star, Starlight. Yeah. Um, they are now being considered fugitives. Yeah. Vought in whatever deal that they made with the government. They're saying, okay, well, we're going to do what we're going to do, blah, blah, blah. These guys, though, you've, you've got to capture them. Yep. Um, so they're now really... For sure, on the run, on the run. On the run. No one is there to save them. The CIA can't save them. No, their favors yeah, are all... Susan can't, can't help out. It's no. Them. Yeah. Um, Starlight, as we had discovered from the previous episode, she now is kind of torn um, finding out that she was essentially an experiment. Yeah. She doesn't quite believe it, 100%. Not yet. And she goes and confronts her mother about it. But she's just wondering, you know, what what is my life, essentially? I'm trying to figure things out. Her whole out. life was a lie. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, so she goes to her mom. They have a bit of an interesting conversation about her whole situation. Uh, Billy and uh, Huey, they go on a little trip to... Um, a little adventure. Yeah. To figure out what what can be done because... Uh, since there's no one else that can help the boys, Billy's got one last trick up his sleeve. I'm not going to reveal quite yet who they go to see. We'll talk about that. It's Donald Duck. But <laughs> but as they're on their trip, the rest of the boys, Kimiko, M.M., and Frenchie, they do get captured. Yeah. Um, Poor Kimiko. Yeah. Yeah, I want to I touch on that, because she had a uh, yeah. what seemed to be like a nice thing happening and then it all just went to shit. Yeah, I felt bad for her. I did, too. I did, too. Uh, but the boys get captured, and um, they are kind of, you know, not uh, not going to be... They don't, they don't see any way out of things right now. They are kind of thinking, we're screwed. There's no way out of this. Yeah. Don't know what's going to happen. Um, then um, Homelander, his... Um, his relationship with Madeline, it uh, it gets tested here. It sure does. Gets tested. Takes here. a turn, maybe it, a little bit, a little bit. I want. We won't I, talk I, too I much about it right now. Touch on yeah, things here. I don't want to give too much away. Don't. Uh, no, not going to because I want to get job. into the meat of it. Um and. Don't say it like that ever again, please. I want to get into the meat. No. Okay. Anyway, go. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, then towards the um, the end of the episode, we finally get a confrontation between 
Billy and Homelander. Wow. And from like like the whole episode was kind of ramping up. And then when it gets to that point, it's just like jet fuel into yeah. the atmosphere. Alex's heart was pounding. You know, it's, it was. I'm not going to lie. Like yeah. I'm sitting there watching this and I'm like, holy crap. Uh, What's about to go down? Each time some big thing happened, I was just like, I could not have predicted that. Like I, I kind of pride myself on being able to predict stuff sometimes mm-hmm. uh, before it happens when I'm watching TV shows or movies. And stuff. One of those guys. Yeah. I don't. I don't generally talk about it out loud. I don't like to talk while I'm watching no. and oh, TV shows. You're the guy at the end. Is like, just by the way, I knew that was gonna happen. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes. So really, yeah. he never, he never. Knew. Or, or at the very least, yeah. I'm telling that to myself in my head. Yeah, yeah. Um, did not see the the ending to this show happening. I did. No, I'm just kidding. I did. So, um, yeah. Uh, let's let's go back then and try and just piece by piece go through a few things that we thought were important here yeah well i think you got to talk about the first scene where one homelander comes by and it's the same same shit with him he goes by and they're like okay thanks for helping us out homelander he's like you guys are the real heroes they're actually a little confused when you see their faces i don't think that they knew he was coming no and i don't think he they really they're probably some people probably don't their jobs are on the line right so they can't do be they can't be uh soldiers anymore because they don't need them well, and here's the thing, like, so... But you're the real hero. If if the whole plot of this season was Madeline trying to get soups into the military for the money and this and that, whatever, and part of getting that to that point is other countries or other terrorist organizations having soups, why wouldn't you just still have the regular military guys to handle the other regular military people. But why would you? I don't know. I mean, to still have them have a sense of purpose, I guess. Yeah, but if you have a Homelander who can just go kill humans. Yeah, but what if the other countries have a Homelander then? You know, we've seen Nakib. He's a guy that can explode and still survive or whatever. What if someone else has a Homelander? Yeah, I, but then Homelander will fight Homelander. Right, but, but, but I'm saying if, if Homelander's fighting Homelander, and the other countries might not give up their regular, you know, non-suit people. Yeah. So what are we supposed to just Homelander's busy fighting Homelander, and then the regular they'll just send Maeve. We, that's the whole point, right? They want to make it the soldiers obsolete. They make all the money, and then yes. and in the end, the military or the government probably saves money by not having to pay anything for soldiers. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it, I think if if I'm a, a soldier, you know, in the army or the navy or you know whatever. It's a little weird it for me because weird. now what do I do? Well, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like those some of those guys would still need to feel a purpose. So I think you still keep the regular military around. Maybe you pare things down. Is this a world where they care about how people feel? Not not in the boys' world. No, this is a government and companies, so they they might keep a few, but you're not going to have as many soldiers as you did in the past. And you have all these; they have a, they have way more superheroes in America than they do anywhere else in the world. Because this is that the first know of. this is the first we've seen a soup outside of America, right? But obviously, we know that there are multiple terrorist organizations that are getting soups. Kimiko was part of a territory a, a terrorist organization, right? So. How do we know that multiple other countries don't have multiple soups? I mean, well, Vault does. 
Oh, that's true. <laughs> so, but okay, but I'm saying if I'm the government, I'm not going to just get I'm not getting, rid of all of no, not all regular military guys because I don't know how many soups the other countries have. And Vought isn't going to go to the military and be like, yo, they have 10 soups over here. Right. Because then that gives the jig up that they put them there. Well, no, I, I get that. What I'm saying is you're probably not keeping anywhere near as many as you have. I guess. You keep soldiers. Yeah, you'll have soldiers. You'll have surveillance people, you know, all that kind of stuff. But you're not going to have as many because you have Homelander, who right now is the most unstoppable soup. Right. Right. Um. I don't know. Just a, just an interesting thing. Yeah. Um, mind you, when he's going through and just laser visioning everybody, I mean, it is like people are getting just sliced in half, and it's you, you're seeing everything. You're seeing the blood flying. You're seeing the guts flying, and I just wonder is the is the comic this way as well? I've never read the comic. I would bet. I'm wondering if it's as gruesome as it is. I I could see a comic or a graphic novel being that way. I don't know that I've ever seen another show like this or even a movie or anything. Yeah, quite like this. Like even rated R movies that are gruesome. I'm sure there might be some out there, but I've never seen them. Yeah. This is one of the most gruesome violent things I've ever seen. In a, in a movie or TV show. I agree. That yeah. isn't like a real life thing. Yeah. Like, you know, you only see this kind of stuff on like, I don't know, uh, Rotten.com or something back in the day. Like the internet was a wild place in the 90s. <laughs> Rotten don't even know what that is. Oh, yeah. Trust me, you don't want to. <laughs> I don't. But yeah, so yeah, we have this situation. I also want to go in. Now, do you want a small screen scoop for the meeting with the... Uh, Defense Secretary, you want to wait till the end? Wait till the end. Small screen scoops are always at the end. All right, then we'll wait. Yeah. I've got one for you. Um, so let's let's touch on that, though, because there was a, an interesting thing there in that meeting with Madeline and them. Um, you know, she basically was just saying, like, Lockheed Martin, which for those who don't know, they, they do a lot of different stuff, but a lot of stuff with the military, especially with the U.S. military, whatever. Yeah. They do other things, too. Um, but... You know, she's asking them what is their number one product. And he says, like, some missile or something like that, I think. And um, she basically says, well, that plus, like, tanks, guns, this and that, lists a bunch of different weapons or whatever. All of that is now ancient technology and not going to be worth it because we have soups. Yep. Um, and They're obsolete. Yeah, yeah. And basically says, like, we don't need any of that. And if you're going to try and put that against other soups, like the only thing that you can combat those soups with are my soups. Like I have the number one product now. Mm -hmm. So you guys have to come to me. Um, Which they agree. They agree upon like keeping compound via secret. Right. All this stuff goes down in this meeting because of that. It's a quick meeting. It's not like it doesn't feel important, but it's super important to understand like everything that we thought Vault was going to get caught on last episode. Yeah, they're free from it. They don't have to worry about it. Yeah, which I mean, it just—I think it also just goes to show how um, calculated that Madeline is. Um, that that she plans things out, and and even stuff that happens on the fly, she's able to play with it. Yeah, right. She's able to think, well, what's going to be the best possible outcome for me and my goals? Yeah, in this situation. Um. So, yeah, Madeline, she pretty much salvages the whole situation. 
Uh, she's no longer uh, being arrested by the CIA. Um, and are they still going to put compound V in babies? So th- I don't think that they touch on that. But I would assume the government's going to be like no to that. I don't know. I mean, I would I would think that they would be. I think they say okay, well, no, you can't continue doing this. But on the other hand, if they do. What happens as soups die, as they get old, as they retire and whatever? Like, they they probably they kind of almost have to let because they keep bringing soups into the military. Right. Yeah. If 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 other countries now have the ability to make soups, they have to continue allow them to make soups. So they don't explicitly say no. You have to stop. You know. The, no, they didn't the say anything thing, about that. So that that freaks me out a bit. It's a little, a little weird. Bit, yeah. A little bit. Um. I do want to. I do want to touch on too. We had mentioned early that you know the boys are are on the run now. Mm-hmm. Um, Susan, the deputy director of the FBI, I'm sorry, the CIA, um, she's communicating with Billy and basically telling him, "You guys are screwed. I can't do anything else to help you. I can't, you know, do anything to vault." Essentially, she's now also become powerless in the situation. Yeah, she's basically like literally. Minutes before, not minutes, you know, the episode before, she's seemingly like the white knight that saves the day and is bringing down Vaught. Yeah. And now she, you know, can't do shit either. No, and I think it's hilarious because I think she even says, like, you guys are on your own now. And and Billy just goes, all right, well, I'll talk to you a little bit when you yeah. call me back. He hangs up, and the two guys go, all right, we're on our own. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Billy's definitely trying to make it seem as if the conversation ended well. Yeah. And, you know, she had already hung up at that point, and... Frenchie and, and MM, they're like, yeah, we should split up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> We're done for. Yep. Yeah. Which cracked me up because Billy, again, trying to lie, make sure everything's okay. But yeah. they know him too well. They're like, Clearly, yeah. they understand that, you know, they need to keep a better eye on Billy. And obviously, they were right here. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's, it's a little crazy that things seemed like they were about to be totally fucked for Vaught. And for Madeline, but now, now the boys are totally fucked. Yeah, than the position they were in before. Yeah, um, and as a result of all of this, Madeline gets a little bit of a visit from somebody who we've never seen. There's a new character I forgot to mention here. Oh yeah, we finally get to meet Mr. Edgar. Yeah, so they're at a party. I would assume celebrating right uh, the military deal. And Mr. Edgar is played by uh, I can't remember his name. Giancarlo Esposito. He's so good. Dude, he He is so good. He's a great actor in everything that he does. Um and that was another surprise. I didn't know he was in the show. I did. Uh well clearly. You <laughs> um but yeah, when I saw him come on screen, I thought, "Oh my gosh. This is crazy." And I hope we get we only get to see him for literally like 2 minutes yeah. of that. So I'm hoping we get to see more of him moving forward. Uh, but he essentially is congratulating Madeline on everything. Yeah, a lot of money came from the, right. the government for this. I think it was something like $40 billion a year that the Jeez. government was planning on spending with Vaught. Yeah, um, so she gets a little bonus. He writes down the numbers, slides across the table. Right, and he pretty much tells her, like, hey, you need to come to floor 82 and, you know, just start Be with me on my day-to-day yeah. work. Basically, kind of seeming like, He's grooming her yeah. to take his place. 100%. Yeah. yeah, which she knows. She can tell by what he's saying that that's what's going down. So she's incredibly excited. Yeah, Now I do want to circle back to that later because when other things happen later in the in the show, um, I want to get your opinion on this situation 
looking on it back after another situation later. Um, but yeah, so that that whole situation seems crazy because now Madeline has accomplished her goal. Yeah. And she's gotten where she wants to be. Yeah. It's also good to note in this party, Starlight is drinking like crazy, flirting with uh, a, I forgot about that. a military guy or whatever. And yeah. she even like tells him because when she has a little O, her eyes glow up. Which we do find out uh, is true from episode seven. Episode seven with Huey. Huey got her there. Good job, yeah. Huey. Now, um, you, you said she was drinking like crazy. I, I don't know if I saw her drinking. But there was a bunch of empty glasses there. Okay. Is that and what? Then, okay. Yeah. And I think she was, she had a sip or something of one of the glasses that was left. But she goes and throws up because she had way too much to drink. I think she also thought about Huey when she mentioned that. Well, so that's my thing. Like, first off, she's she's back in her new outfit. Yeah, the freaking at this point. hair's done up and whatever. Um, she's flirting with this this military dude. She goes to throw up. I wasn't sure if it was. Be- I didn't pick up on the whole drinking thing. I thought she left to go throw up because she was feeling disgusted with herself. I think it was a mixture. I think it was it was the alcohol with, and then that the thought suit, yeah. with you know having to to play her part here with thinking about Huey. Yeah. I, I, I'm wondering if it was more so that than being drunk or whatever, because immediately after that, she seems normal. She's okay. I mean, she seems tired, you know, like you would be after throwing up and her and Maeve have a nice conversation. This is where Maeve tells her, I did save those kids from that bus and my arm oh, did break. Yeah. 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 She like shows her, her, uh, her arm isn't like completely straight. Yeah. And, She's like, you know, you said the marketing people came up with that thing about me breaking every bone in my in my arm. Yeah, but it really happened. Yeah. So it, it, again, this is this is a good scene overall. This party. I mean, I think it plays a big part in the show. But that was one of the nice scenes where it's like, okay, again, we're getting a nice good side of Maeve here. She's trying to. She even says, "I you, I should be the only one that doesn't give a shit in the team or something like that." Right. She doesn't want Starlight to be that person. Right. Which is nice. Now, there's a, a, a part that I want to touch on that I didn't go through in the full recap of the episode here, but I think is still important to set stuff up for later. 100%. So in the previous episode, um, A-Train had held Huey's dad hostage momentarily. Kimiko fucks him up. Yeah. Hits him with like a, a pipe, breaks his <laughs> leg, bone sticking out of oh, his leg. Oh, man. Totally disgusting. But now he's kind of um recovering he's got like a cast on he's walking around with crutches and whatever and at one point he's at a store where um he is being watched by security yeah they're, they're racially profiling him absolutely yeah um because security guard doesn't recognize him he's not in his costume or anything he's just in regular clothes got crutches right and some other people in the store are recognizing him and the security guard is just like, hey, I'm just trying to do my job. You know, just keep an eye out on everybody. And he's like, yeah, but you're only looking at me. Um, he's like, do you not know who I am? I'm A-Train. And the security guard even goes, yeah, and I'm homeless. <laughs> um, but then he comes to find out it is A-Train, and he backs off then. But A-Train freaks out. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think that's a turning point in his head because he's like, oh, my gosh. Like, if I'm not, if I'm not A-Train... I'm nobody. Yeah, because even in that store, he sees shoes for um, the other speedster he raced against. Right. And it kind of seems like he's on the up and up now because A-Train's on the down and down. Right, right. Um, so I just wanted to touch on that moment because it plays a little bit of a uh, a role later. 
Yeah. Um, because Atrian's out of commission, and you know he's realizing I, I need to, I need to get back to being, being A Train. Yeah, not right. some random guy. For show. Um. So while everything's happening, all these things are going on. The boys are truly on the run. I mentioned earlier that Billy and Huey they go to see somebody, and I don't want to reveal that yet. But I want to touch on a part here where Kimiko, MM, and Frenchie are at their safe house. Which is uh, a motel. Right, right. And, um, you know, they're just trying to figure out what their next move in. And Kimiko is in the bathroom. And MM is upset because he's like, yeah, somebody else, you know, you're not the only one that can use the facilities here. <laughs> but we see that she's kind of trying to figure out a couple of things. Like she starts combing her hair. She's washing her hands. Using the soap, know, yeah. Using soap. She's trying to, you know. Just trying to clean herself up. Right. Be normal. Because the whole time that she was imprisoned, she was probably not able to bathe or do anything. And she still hasn't talked, really. No. Um, she's let some grunts out and stuff. But that's that's about it. Um, but she's kind of fixing herself up. And it's nice to see that she's getting to a point now where she doesn't have to be on alert and think that everyone's out to get her and then everyone's trying to hurt her. And yeah. she's to honestly more normal. Yeah, to be a normal girl. That's what right. she and I think that was that's why I I was happy for her in this moment. Absolutely. She's like cleaning herself up. She I think she probably took a shower. And it's making her happy. Like you can see yeah. that as she's doing each of these things, it's putting a smile on her face. Right. You know. Um so it was just nice to see her have a positive thing in life rather than being experimented on, rather than being part of this terrorist organization. Being in a fight, be yeah. dirty, grimy. Right, yeah. right. Um, so that's that's all nice. Um, but all good things come to an end. Yeah, she opens the door. Frenchie's like, oh, you look beautiful, Mon- Moncour, or whatever, yeah. which yeah. means my heart, by the way. Oh. Yeah. I don't think I knew that. Uh, you do now. Okay. Yeah. Mi corazón. That's Espanol for those of you who don't know. Yeah, yeah you know, I got um, you. But yeah, as she opens the door and, and she's talking with Frenchie. Smoke grenade. Yeah. And, well, Frenchie and they try to stop the smoke grenade from like really covering up because it might be gas. I don't know. Right. But. Right. No, it definitely is. They're grabbed right away. Yeah. And. Well, it's. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. But yeah, then Kimiko tries to get out through the bathroom window and tries to fight off and then hide. And this is where I get sad because one, this, this, all, this came to an end quickly for her. But now she's on the ground, dirtied up again already underneath right, the car. Right, yeah. She like looks at her her fingers, and she sees it's like greasy and dirty. Whatever. It's like it's kind of reverting back for her now. Yeah. At this point, um, so I want to I want to talk about this part because when the smoke grenade came in, you didn't see who threw it at first, so you don't know is this the CIA? Is it Vaught? Is it you know whoever? But then as people bust in. They show these dudes in like black, um, like body armor, black suits, and whatever. I thought initially it was black noir. Oh, for real for real. Okay. And then when they showed more of them, I'm like, does black noir have like a team? That would be dope. That'd be dope. And I was just hoping it was because he hasn't done shit throughout the whole show. Be patient with my boy, black. So you know, I'm thinking, okay, well, just be patient with him. This is it, but it it wasn't obviously. Um, We still don't know exactly who it is um because they don't um we, we, uh, assumingly at this point you can't see that it says like fbi or cia or anything like that um but they, they don't have any logos it's just completely black suits and whatever yeah um but yeah they haul them away and they take them to 
some, you know, area to imprison them, and they're screwed. Kimiko is kind of off in some room where um, they have her drugged because obviously they know she's strong. Yeah. Um, and Frenchie and uh, an MM, they're just kind of in a, a, a cave a cell, with a lock yeah. on it, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of sad that the boys did all this work. And while their families are protected, Susan Rayner, she did mention to Billy at the beginning that their families are going to be okay. These guys are screwed. They did all this work, risked their lives, risked their families' lives just to get caught in the end here. Yep. So that kind of stinks. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it was a wild scene and it happened quickly. Um, again, I just the, the worst part of this Kimiko for me. It just yeah. was sad. I was very sad for her. I was definitely very sad for her. I wanted her to be able to have that normal life that she, you know, wants clearly. Uh, so hopefully she gets it in the end here. Um, but but now so while this is happening, Billy and Huey, yeah, they're they're going for a last ditch effort to figure something out. Yeah, basically to see what's Homelander's weakness or like what can they do to like help bring to bring them down. Right, and they go to see they finally to see Grace Mallory. Yeah, and you finally get to see her for a little bit, and she is bird watching at the edge of a pretty nice house, um, and a nice yard, but it's like on the edge of a mountain, and. Yeah, Billy's there. Well, let's let's note again somebody that you see for the first time that's just not happy to see Billy. Right. Again. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think she even says like something along the lines of uh you promise not to like come find me or yeah. some shit like that. You promise I'd never see you again or something. Yeah. 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 But he obviously needs to he he's got nothing else. You know what I mean? So he needs something. And she's just like, No, the whole time, like I've got nothing for you. Nothing at all. And it's like it's a weird conversation, but you can see that she kind of used to be the Billy, to Billy, you know, right. And he was like the Huey, but then obviously the roles change. He's gotten a little bit darker. Um, she doesn't trust him one bit. No, not at all. Um, well, so they they go there to find out if Homelander has a weakness or like what their next steps could be, what they can do, and um, she basically tells him. That he doesn't actually have a weakness necessarily, no. but someone there's a way to get to him. Yeah, and she says that he, she knows that they have some sort of weird relationship. Like she alludes to the fact that they yeah. have like a very odd relationship, and says if if you can get to Homelander through anybody, it's going to be through her, through Madeline. Right. Yeah. Um. So as Billy and Huey are coming back, then to meet up with the boys to figure out, okay, well, what's our next steps? Billy realizes that they got caught. Like, he drives right past the motel, and he was like, whoa, you, you missed it. And he's like, nah. We're made. Yeah, yeah we're made. And he's like, well, how can you tell? He's like, well, the front window's new, you know, this and that, whatever. There's a van over there that says flowers, probably full of dudes waiting to to capture us. Yeah. And Huey's just like, well. What the fuck? Yeah, well, we, gotta, well, we, got, we have to rescue them. We've got to help them out. Yeah. And Billy has that one-track mind. It pissed me off because he's like, this is our only opportunity to get Homelander. We're doing it. Right, right. Which pissed me off. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, you you told your all these people that trusted you that you were going to finish things out and, and do it the right way and that things would be different, and they're not different. He's still being selfish. He's still only thinking about what his goals are, what he wants. Yep. 
Now, he did have a little bit of a good thing in the last episode because he called Susan to be able to bail them out and get their, their families protected. Yeah. But now that they're captured, he's basically just like, well, you know, they knew what they signed up for, which, sure, they did, but you still go for your, your boys. Yeah, 100%. Like, you can find a way to get to Homelander later because right now, your boys are probably going to die. Yeah. And actually, I do want to I do want to touch back on a conversation that he had earlier in the episode with with Susan um, to try and see, like, hey, can can we get some sort of help here? This is the first time that I can recall where in the show they actually say the boys like when when he's talking <laughs> to Susan, he's yeah. like, well, what about me and the boys? Yeah. So that was, just was that you're like, oh, there it is. Moment. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so Billy's just like, no, we. We we can't help them. We gotta we gotta go. And he was just like, Nah, that's no, that's bullshit. I'm getting out. Right. I'm gonna find a way to help them. Yeah. And they, you know, as he's driving away, Billy's trying to tell him like, Hey, like we've got to finish this. And he was like, Nope. He gets out the car. Billy races off. Yeah. Billy like rips him to him, rips into him as well. And it's like, dude, oh, yeah. shut the fuck up. Just go. Yeah. Just go, Billy. You know. And I mean, I, I shouldn't be surprised that it turned out the way that it did. Yeah, um, but I I guess I was just hoping for more redemption for Billy, and hoping that even though if he drove off, you know that he would he would come back. Yeah, and I think um, maybe he'd like spin the block and be like, "All right, fine, like, fine let's figure something out." This kind of shows you. I think we talked about it maybe last episode, but you had Mallory was kind of the Billy for Billy, how Billy was to Huey. Yeah, but then you see you see Billy go down this path. That leads them to like being selfish, and I only have a one-track mind. Whereas you can see Huey's development; he's turning into more of a confident person, like Billy is, and being he's able to do that. There, yeah, but he's not turning into Billy. True, which is a good point. Which is really nice to see because I think there is a point, like in the last episode when he shot Starlight, he ran off with Billy right away. Right. You know, I was like, oh, he's just going to end up being Billy's lap dog and turning into Billy possibly down the road. You see here, it's like. No, I, I have this confidence. I know I, I, things I need to get done, but I'm also not going to be so selfish that I'm let people die because I'm that selfish. Yeah, especially my friends. Yeah, because I think Billy has an attachment to Kimiko and MM and Frenchie. Like for sure, they've been through a lot of stuff. And while he isn't necessarily on board with how they do things all the time, he still realizes that they're they're still people. Yeah, and they're worth saving. Um. So I, I want to circle back. I don't want to go too far into the rest of the stuff there with what happens with Billy and, and Huey when they split. I want to go now into our buddy Homelander. Dude. Because in the... Well, this guy. I should say, you're, not your buddy, my buddy. Your buddy. Um, so in the last episode, we see that he is rallying the troops, so to speak. And um, you know now he's going after the boys. But he's also on a little bit of a side quest to figure some things out he had gone to dr vogelbaum and asked about becca butcher he had gone to madeline and asked about uh becca and you know he, he gets some details and he realizes some things that happened with becca that she was pregnant that the baby had killed her that the baby had um, died after died afterwards after birth, um, and that's that story he'd gotten from from Vogelbaum. Mm -hmm. And when he goes to see Madeline, they're talking about a few things. One of which is the kind of pseudo promotion mm -hmm. that she's that she's now gotten. 
and um, they uh, he goes to her. I think it's at the party. Actually. At the party first, yeah. And he's basically telling her like, "Hey, you know, no more secrets between us, and like, you know, let's be open here." And she tells him about things, and I found out here, and maybe I'm understanding it wrong, but. Billy Bait or not Billy, sorry. Homelander basically tells her, like, hey, like, let's not make moves without informing each other or whatever, right? And he tells her, isn't it kind of weird that the second we needed a terrorist to help our cause, like one pops up, doesn't seem like that was planned. And so he admits to her that he was the one that kind of made that happen. Yep. Now I'm wondering here. So obviously that's that's what Madeline wanted, she, but she wasn't the one putting it into motion necessarily. No, she had no idea it was happening. Right, but if she didn't know, was there someone else at Vault that knew? No, was this, this just purely Homelander? So I think you want to really look into what your whole point has been this whole season. Does Homelander really need anybody? Does he really need Madeline? So he here's where we're at. We have him. He made a train go take compound v all over the world right he ran that whole deal drug deal you could say with compound v that vault didn't know anything about it that is why but madeline didn't know no Did someone else know that's why a train went to homelander no i doubt it i would highly doubt it this whole episode kind of gets you to the point where you, you understand he doesn't need madeline but then you know why keep her around it seems like he's emotionally invested in her. He's emotionally attached to her. And that was the thing. He's like, no more secrets, right? Yeah. So the, the, it starts at the... Let, just, let's go with the whole Homelander-Madeline uh, thing the whole on the whole episode until the end. So they have this conversation there. No more secrets. Okay, I agree. Okay, well, I was running Compound V around the world to create these humans because the only way we're going to get into the military is basically we need to be able to fight uh, other superhumans in other countries. Right, right. So that's why he did it. That un- Madeline didn't know. All right, so then after the party, where they end up? Back in Madeline's office, right? Yeah. Kind of a thank you for him. Madeline gets on top and rides the bad boy. Yeah, I mean. So, so let's. So it's a, it's a, it's. She knows. Okay, I'm keeping him in my control here. I'm gonna have some sex. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do the deed. All right. Which is also hilarious because he like tries to get really into it and she does not let him get into it at all. Right. Like he tries to smack the booty. She's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. But anyway, they have sex. He then is laying on her lap. Right. Which right. they always do. And they have a conversation about the Becca thing. Yeah. He brings it up again to her. So um, did but, you know what happened here, right? Yes, I okay. do. I do. But before you touch on that, though, in the previous episode when Madeline is in Susan Rayner's office... She makes that comment like, oh, I, I hope, you know, whatever you're going to go deal with, everything's okay. Like, that made me kind of so, think. Oh, see, I took that as I'm I just being a bitch. She's, she knows what she's going to go see on this whole terrorist soup thing. I, I think you're supposed to think that. I think it was her just being like, hope everything's okay because she's mad, you know? Okay. I okay. think, but you are supposed to think that. Like, that's supposed to throw you to that side of right. Malin's right. involvement. I don't think Malin was. I personally don't think so. All right. And this is not like a future like, oh, blah, blah, blah. This is all in this episode. Right, right. Um, because it's kind of showing you Homelander is running the show. And she, 
you think he needs Madeline. That's how he feels. He needs Madeline. Right. Turns out she needs him. I think they need each other. Maybe. I think I think he he needs her for that emotional support, that emotional connection. Right. He obviously now also the sexual connection. Right. Which he wants um, that and needs that. I, yeah. I agree. But as it, when we talk about like the, the vault stuff, you know, sure. running sure. the vault and being a superhero and all that. Um but yeah, so he's laying on her lap and is like talking about the Becca thing again. Right. And she goes, Yeah, I didn't want to tell you about the miscarriage. Because I knew it would really hurt you. And you kind of see his face just go into like real straight, like something's off. Yeah. Well, because she says, oh, your baby died to a miscarriage. Whereas Vogelbaum said that the baby just died after, after birth, you know, ripping out of Becca. Yeah. Um. So he, you know, things aren't lining up here. Right. With each of these stories. Yeah. Um. Which at that point, you're not really... um. You're not necessarily privy to the fact that Homelander is thinking, okay, so, uh, something else is happening in the background here. I need to figure out what that is. Yeah. But, but you can tell he's not happy because he can tell she yeah. lied. Right. And they, and he just said to her, like, let's not have any more secrets, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so that, that whole interaction now has come to a head here because th- there's been this sexual tension between them throughout the, the season and it finally happens where you know they have sex mind you dude busts mad quick quick i mean it's like a couple minutes not that i should be talking shit <laughs> i don't know if it was a couple minutes bro that was a few not, yeah it was it like 30 not, seconds and he like i think he even like apologized he did and she's like you did great yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and i'm like i well, can't lie like i've definitely apologized for some <laughs> premature you know things happening but um, it's funny because it is she doesn't like she didn't care. That wasn't sexual for her. That was no, her in control. Yeah. Very transactional. As most of her her interactions are with people. Yeah. The only excuse me, the only time where I thought maybe she had um some sort of non-corporate non like I'm just focused on my goal interaction uh with with Homelander was when he came and flew to see her when she was taking her baby right to to the to the doctor's office and whatever like everything else has always been very yeah i've planned this i'm doing this i'm in control. there's a reason for it yeah whereas this is like yeah. that was the only other time where she like wasn't in control and like had any sort of emotional reaction with him yeah cuz she loves her baby right right um so let's 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 cut back then to the boys here yeah Huey is now thinking, okay, well, if Billy's not going to do anything about saving the crew. What can I do? What Exactly. Which isn't much. No offense, Huey. Yeah. I mean, he's just a regular dude. He's not, he doesn't have any training. He doesn't have any sort of, you know, fighting skills or anything like that. But we see he goes back to the site of the, the motel. Well, he does go to a church. Forgot about that. Yes, let's talk. About yeah, he that. does go to a church because Starlight's in there because Starlight had her whole conversation with her mom about. Basically, you know what? Let's just run through it real quick. What I'm thinking, deep conversation. The mom admits, yeah, I live vault, put yeah. compound V in you. She knew. I had to sign, you know, I would never tell anybody. Uh, they didn't give any money, but they ever get what the reason was behind it. But it she would live a better life. She was going to, yeah, have a good life and be a superstar and this and that, whatever. Turns out 
the dad didn't leave. They said the dad, her dad left because of like money uh, problem. Yeah, money problem, gambling issues, or something. Yeah. He didn't like it. It turns out he was like, he first he agreed with it, and then he was like, no, this is this wasn't right. Right. And right. so he left. So obviously, Starlight's all bamboozled and confused. Yeah, when she's stuck with her mom, she's basically like, I can't believe you let them do this to me. My whole life has been a lie. I don't even know who I am or what I'm supposed to be doing anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So she leaves her mom and goes to a church to search for answers. Right. And that's where Huey runs into her then. He's like, I remember you told me you like to come here, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you've got some nerve, you know? Right, right. Which he does. Like, that's some ballsy shit. And he's just trying to see, like, okay, I need to try and help my buddies out. Yeah, because he even says to her like, "I'm coming to you to ask you like for a favor, for some help." He says, "I need some help." Yeah, which is like, okay, like literally the last time you saw her, your boy was just shot her twice, her fifty cal, yeah. yeah, two times, yeah. I mean, if I'm Starlight, I'm like, get the fuck out of here, right? Yeah, it, it, it's a weird thing, but he had to do it because he had no other option. Yeah, nothing else he could do. And it, it's funny because they're outside, and she's like, "I'm not effing helping you." They're outside the church talking, and she starts to walk away. But then she turns out, why would I help you? So it's like she kind of wants to, even in that moment. Yeah. She's trying to figure out she's a good reason. A, a good person. After right. everything that's going down, Yeah, she's still a good person. Which then he says, you're a superhero. Right. You know, because that's who she really is. She's actual like, what an actual superhero would be to save people who are right. in trouble, you know? Yeah. So uh, does he convince her? I don't know. Not in this moment. No, she's just like what in this no, no, no. Yeah. Um so Billy go or sorry, Huey goes back to the side of the motel and it's weird like you see him like kind of in the parking lot. He stops right before he's getting get into the parking lot hotel and he like sticks his finger in his mouth. Yeah. And he like goes like that, like puts his thumb in his mouth and I'm like what the fuck was that? Yeah. You find out later what it is, but it was just really weird cuz he does it real fast and then he starts walking into the parking lot and just gets goes, tackled. <laughs> yeah, he goes right by the van that Billy warned him about and gets tackled by yeah. you know, these these guys that were going to capture him. So he gets captured on purpose. Right. Yeah, this is all part of his plan. Is it a good plan? Uh, we'll find out. Yeah. Um but we cut then to M.M. and Frenchie. They're kind of talking in the cell that they're at, and somebody gets brought in. I think, did they have, like, a bag on his head? Yeah, they had a bag on Huey's head. Yeah, yeah, so they don't know who's being brought in, but they throw Huey into the cell, and, you know, they're just like, oh, my gosh, you got you got caught, and, you know, whatever. And Huey's talking, and he's just like, no, I'm, I'm here to save you. And Frenchie's just like... We're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Well, he says, he says, man, you know, that's... Such a, a a selfless thing to do and so nice, you know, but completely useless. Yeah, <laughs> like and he says it like multiple times in different ways about how it's useless. Yeah, he's like, it's so nice of you to do that, but you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, essentially. Um, and it's funny because as Huey's talking, he's kind of talking with like a little bit of a lisp. Yeah, and I'm just like, what is he? Why is he talking like that? It's weird. Here we find out when he had stuck his finger into his mouth. He had shoved his retainer into his mouth there. Yeah, because he figured Frenchie would be able to unlock a lock with it, be able to pick a lock with it. Yeah, he's like, oh, you know, I got this retainer. It's got some metal here. You can use it to pick a lock. And And Frenchie's like, you genius. All pumped. But then he can't get it out of his mouth. Right. Which is great because Frenchie's trying to pull on it with him and they can't do it. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm going to have to punch it out. Yeah. And he just socks him. Yeah. And uh, it works. Yeah. Gets, Gets the retainer loose. They get out, 
they're trying to like skulk through this uh, this warehouse facility or whatever this black site that they're at, and they see Kimiko and she's in this room where they've it looks like they've got her hooked up to drugs or something to like keep her sedated. Yeah, because um, she's not really there. I don't think she's conscious even necessarily. Um, but yeah, they're gonna go try and save her, and that's when security comes in, starts shooting at them. Then yeah, and fun scene. I mean. Uh, Frenchie really wants Kimiko to be saved. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, MM's like she better be worth it. And yeah. MM goes off to fight. I think Kim, uh, Frenchie gets shot, doesn't he? Because he, he does. can't. He gets stand shot up. like in the shoulder. I think somehow they get a hold of a gun. I don't know if it was because they yeah incapacitated one of the guards or something like that. They did. So Huey has a gun. He's like, I never shot this before. And he's like, just cover him. Just pull the trigger. And he's like, right, All right. right. So but he's coming. He's like screaming sorry as he's shooting the gun and yeah. shit like that. He does kill one guy. Or at least he kills shoots at least one. I think yeah. he gets a couple. Um, but MM grabs uh, uh, Kimiko. Kimiko, and they're like starting to head out. It seems like they're, they're surrounded. They're, they're they're gonna get out of there, but Huey runs out of bullets. They're there. They're surrounded, and the the security comes in, and they're screwed. Yeah, and I think they even like have them like get on their knees and turn around because they're yeah. probably gonna execute. They had them. put their hands above their head, but yeah, Frenchie couldn't obviously because of shoulder. Right. Um. Yeah. So they turn around to execute him or whatever. Maybe. Right. Take him back into the prison. I don't know. I, I would think they had him turn around because they were going to shoot him in the back of the head. Probably. But That's my thought anyway. Then the room gets kind of bright. Yeah, their their day brightens up quite a bit. Yeah. Um, And they are rescued by none other than Starlight. And Starlight. And I'm not going to lie. This was, I don't want to say my favorite scene in the whole uh, episode because a lot of other things happen. A few yeah. Things happen. But when this happened, I was super pumped. It was cool, yeah. Um, this was the first time we've really, really seen her fight and like let loose. Like she's, she had that team up with the deep where she, you know, raided that drug house and whatever. And yeah, she we've seen some of her strength and other stuff. But like, she was taking these guards out, and a lot of it was kind of like in like slow motion and like lots of effects and stuff. Because she's her whole thing, and I, I, I realized this after she had talked with um, the military dude. She's drawing power, like from the electricity around her. Yeah, that's where she's getting her strength, and so all the lights that are there, she's drawing power from. They're like sparks flying everywhere. Her eyes are glowing. She's shooting energy beams at people. She's hitting people. Yeah, it's just amazing. Pretty sick. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so she beats everybody up, saves the day, and you think, oh, all is fine and dandy. Yeah, they start to leave. I think they even get like they get to the out door. to the door, and uh, I think like Frenchie and Kimiko are out. Mm is out, and Huey's about to roll out, and somebody else shows up. None other than A Train, who, by the way, has been gotten into an argument with his argument with his brother, right? Because he was out training because he needed to be A Train again yeah. by pulling a literal train, and yeah, he has like a like a, a knee, knee brace type thing on. But his brother's like, yo. How'd you heal so fast? Yeah, you literally had a broken bone popping out of your skin like yesterday. Yeah. And he's like. You know, or a couple days ago. You're back on the compound V, aren't you? Yeah. And he's like, no, no, this is all me, baby. And it's like, it's obvious. Yeah. He's on compound V. For sure. So he's back. And you can even tell right now he's on compound V. Yeah, he's sweating. sweating, And he's just kind of talking real loud and weird. And he is partially, I think, pumped up because of the compound V. 
but then also partially because now he's confronting Huey yeah. about everything that happened with Popclaw. Yeah. So Billy, I'm sorry, um, Huey comes back in. He's like, I'm not leaving. Closes Starlight. the door. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't want to leave Starlight there. She's trying to plead with him to go. MM and Kimiko and Frenchie, they're out. Um, but A Train is like basically like saying to him, like, you know, you what what is this? Like, I killed your girlfriend, so now you killed mine. And he was like, I didn't kill your girlfriend. Right. And he's like, No, you know, he realizes he's saying, No, I did, but like the chain of events that led up to it is he's blaming Huey for it. Right. He and he even says, like, I think it might be in the last episode or whatever, but he's like, Mine was an accident. The, yours was all planned out. Yeah. What Which I one's worse? Actually, what you're doing is on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Which one's worse? And it's like, damn. True. I mean, they're both pretty bad. Yeah, but then A Train was a, a dick about it. Afterwards. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, because his life's made more important. So, anyway, this turns out into a Starlight versus A Train fight. Yeah. What do you think of the fight? Um, I will say this. I was hoping that it was going to be a little bit better than it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I think A Train is a cool character that they did pretty well with overall, it, showcasing his speed and stuff or whatever. But I think this just would have been a cool fight to to be a situation where it's like, okay, we can really highlight him here, especially on the Compound V. And essentially, like you know, Starlight starts to react, but A Train is too fast. Too fast. You know, she's blasting over here. He zips over that way. She blasts over here. He zips over that way. I don't even know if she can tell where he's at. I think she's just blind firing. She, she might be, or fast. like seeing like when he stops for a second or whatever. Maybe. Um, my what I do like about it is she used her brain. She shoots beams from both her hands and starts right. closing it in. So if he's coming right at you, he can't go because he even tries to go left. He can't. He sees a beam. He tries to go right. Can't. There's a beam there, and she's just closing it in on him. Yeah, I was. They 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 kind of go into super duper slow mo here. Yeah. For this fight, which I get, you know, you have A Train. He's moving obviously much faster than everything around him. I was hoping it was going to be a little bit more like taunting. Like I thought she was going to be like, Pew, and he'd be like, oh, I'm over here. Yeah. You know, it's something like that. Or, or I also kind of was hoping it was going to be more of like. He would be. They'd be trading blows. More. Yeah, I was it's, hoping it's difficult. I think speedsters. And I don't want to get into a huge conversation here. Are just so op. Yeah, you know, but decent fight overall. Yeah, um, not, not bad. But he, as she's closing the light beams in on him, he he he, he gets her to her before and they close her. and yeah. knocks her back. Right. So it's you're thinking, oh god, she's about to lose here. Right. Uh, right. But my man, too much compound V. Too much compound. Goes into cardiac arrest. Yeah, he goes up to Huey. I think this is actually This is when they start the conversation, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he grips him, and like, I'm thinking, okay, he's about to kill Huey for sure. Rip right through him. Something. I thought he was going to run him in through a wall or whatever. And as he grabs him and he's arguing with him, that's when he has a, a heart attack. Yeah. Now, given that whole situation, Huey still tries to save him. Yeah. He was like, I don't want another person to die. Yeah, he starts doing, you know, uh, chest compressions on him. Starlight is like, okay, well, you get out of here. I'll, I'll take over. Like, you have to go because he's never going to stop coming after you. Mm -hmm. If you resuscitate him, he's just going to go after you again. Yeah. Um. So she like hits her little calm link thing. Beep, boop, calls beep, in the vault. Says, you know, I need an ambulance. Down, yeah. yeah. Blah blah. Um. And you know, 
that's continues that. to try and to try and save him. Yeah. Whether or not she does, find out next season. Yeah. Exactly. But Huey bounces. So dope, dope scene overall. I thought was, that storyline was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But it gets even crazier. Are you ready for some shit? So let's the, just the, the last few minutes here. I just quickly paint the picture. Yeah. Because I we have we're we're gonna go way too long if we don't do this because we're gonna the conversation is gonna be crazy. Billy gets to Madeline's house after she comes home from the party. Right. She's looking for the housemaid who is knocked out because Billy knocked her out with yeah. chloroform or whatever. Something, something yeah. to, to incapacitate. And he's like, the baby sounds sleeper. Crazy. But basically, he wants to have Madeline trapped so he can get to Homelander because that's the weakness, right? Right. So she's wrapped up in C4, and uh, he has the button. So Homelander shows up to obviously save the day. Yeah, he's got Billy has a, a dead man switch. Yeah, if he lets go of like, it. Right, yeah. If he lets go of the button, then everybody blows up. Yeah. So Homelander gets there and I forgot how intense this was because I kind of forgot he did this, but he grabs the baby first. Well, so he before he does that, he is upstairs in the house. Yeah. And you can hear him walking around and Billy knows he's up there and he even says to him, he says, I know you can see through the floor, you know, down here, and they're talking and He's, you know, basically like telling, like, come down, let's have a conversation, you know, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, he comes down into the room where Madeline and Billy are, and he's holding her baby, and she immediately is like, "Take him out of here, please. Take like, him upstairs. Take him, take him upstairs. upstairs. Take him upstairs. You know, I don't want him to be in here." And over and over again, Homelander is just like, "Oh, it's fine. He's yeah, fine." He's Lays good. him down in a little crib that's downstairs. Yeah. And just nonchalant and having a conversation. I love this scene. Is the most intense scene in any show I've. I've ever watched because the baby's crying in the background yeah she's at every random spot in this conversation saying please just take him upstairs just randomly throughout the whole scene but he's like hold on hold on starts kind of telling her shut up at some point but he goes to billy and is like okay what is your plan here like you want to kill her because i killed i i i raped becca yeah and he even says to him he's like you think i killed her yeah do you know that that's what happened? Yeah. Like, do you have any sort of proof that that's what actually went down? And you kind of see in Billy's face like, shit, you know, I don't. Yeah. And he's like, oh, so this is just blind, like, craziness. Right. And I do love, he's like, you know what? I'm impressed by you. He's like, y- your heartbeat's racing, but you're not scared. Yeah. You know, he's like. He even says, like, other people that are like this, you know, they're about to shit their pants when they're in a situation like this with me. But you, you're good. Yeah. You just got adrenaline going, you know, whatever. Yeah. And at, when I first watched it, I'm thinking, like, is he really is he really actually impressed with them? Is he genuinely impressed with them? Or is he just saying this to be a dick? No, he is. You, you find out later he definitely is, for sure. Yeah. Um, But Billy and him are there talking, and he tells, um, he tells Billy, you know, I, I'm going to tell you what what happened here and, and starts to unfold the story yeah he kind of is an asshole Mad- about it though because he yeah. says how like he was uh becca like enjoyed it or something like that. oh yeah he he says that he didn't actually rape her yeah that she came on to him that that's just how it is you know girls are always attracted to him he says you know he made her climax three times yeah you know it's like she loved it she which loved obviously he didn't because it only lasts about 30 seconds so. well, <laughs> with, with madeline yeah but who knows yeah. if they were in that room for three hours true true man i don't know um 
But yeah, so he's telling Billy all these details about the encounter that he had with Becca. And the whole time, Madeline, like you said, she's trying to get the baby out of there. And then he comes to her and he's like, now, you know, let's deal with you now. Yeah. He's talking with Madeline. And he says, I thought we said no, no more, more secrets. Yeah, no more secrets. Yeah. You know, and he's just like talking to her and, and he says, do you, do you, I think he says like, you know, do you even like me? Did you ever care about me? Tell me the truth. Yeah. And she's just like, kind of like holding back and she's like, I've been scared of you. Yeah. Well, she even like talks about like, well, I need you or something like that. And he's like, you need me for you, for your, for being part of the company or for your promotions or whatever. And then, yeah, he's like, tell me the truth. And she's like, I'm scared of you. Yeah. And she is genuinely afraid of him. And in this moment, you really see it, you know, um, because she knows that he can do whatever he wants. She knows that they need him more than he needs them. Yeah. Or, or even her, but he's no longer that emotionally attached because she keeps lying to him. Right. It was, it was the emotional attachment and she knew that that was keeping him under control. Yeah. And she fucked up. Yeah. And, and, you know, just to touch back on Billy and, and Homelander, you know, when he says to him like, well, what was your plan coming here? And, you know, he's like, were you just going to blow her up and then, you know, think I was attached to this woman or whatever? Clearly, Homelander is upset with the situation. He's talking to Madeline. He sells her. He says, you know, I went back to Dr. Vogelbaum. Yeah. And he even says this, and I think he was being a little too on the nose here. He says, I was able to squeeze some more information out of him. Yeah. Um, but here he says, you know, your stories weren't lining up. He told me one thing. You told me another. You guys really should have, you know, talked beforehand. Yep. Yeah. Um, and basically tells him or tells Madeline that he knows she's been lying this entire time and keeping things from him. Mm-hmm. And this is where the shit. This was the first thing that was like, what the fuck? Did this shock you? He like grabs her and I think does he kiss her? I think even I don't remember if he kisses her. I don't but think he like so. gets to her face, and you know it seems like he's just like kind of in her face. Just I I don't remember if he kisses her. I th- I thought he was like going to if he didn't, and he just laser visions right through her fucking eyes. eyeballs. Yep, and it was just I'm sitting there just like, <laughs> yes, and I'm like. I, I didn't know what to say. I literally sat there, my mouth open, because he just killed her. And it wasn't like, like, she's still alive. Like, you see when he's laser visioning her, she's like, like, she's she's feeling it, She feels it, yeah. You know, and I was just totally shocked. I, I thought she was going to be kind of the person pulling the strings the entire time. Yeah. And she's obviously, you know, dead. Yeah. And so... He goes to Billy. Says, "Well, you know, now what? Right now, what?" And Billy's just like, uh, "Yeah, fuck it, let's go to the remote." Yeah, with a baby. That 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 part, I was just like, "What the fuck?" So yeah, he lets go of the remote, and and the whole place blows up. Yeah. So Madeline's there, dead. Homelander's there. Now she's strapped with C four. She's got tons of C four on her. Yeah. Baby in the room. Billy did not give a shit. No. And. 
I'm not going to say that I justify where he's coming from by doing this, but I understand because at this point he's like, well, fuck it. I got nothing to lose. Yeah. You know, I thought killing her was going to hurt you. Yeah. Clearly it wouldn't have because you just fucking killed her. Yeah. What are you going to do to me? Yeah. You know, you're probably not going to just kill me right away and probably torture or some shit. That baby's not going to live a good life. No. So, that's Homelander's kid now, apparently. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. So, and like, he, I mean, I was shocked because Billy let go of the remote, and I'm thinking, I, I thought I thought he would have had a little bit of a conscious because right. that baby was there. But he didn't. Not at all. No. Not at all. That that baby being in the room or in the house did not change anything. No. Um. And so the the house blows up. The screen goes white, completely white you know, from this explosion. And then they cut to another scene where it's morning. Billy's just birds are chirping and he kind of wakes up and I'm not going to lie. I thought it was like heaven. Yeah. I thought he was either in heaven or, you know, some, something, you know, wasn't, I'm thinking maybe maybe this was a dream. Yeah. You know, he's just waking up after some other event that happened earlier in the show. I'm thinking, why? Okay, clearly he just pulled a trigger with all the C4. Yeah, he's he's either either the whole thing happened was a dream, or he's in heaven. And he wakes up to none other than Homelander. God, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in his eyes, he thinks. Yeah, he is. yeah. Um, but Homelander is basically like, "Hey, man, how's it going? You know, uh." Before you thank me for saving you, which I did, uh, does he mention the baby? No. Okay, I didn't think doesn't so. mention the baby at all. Okay. Um, which I don't think Homelander was could would because he, he hated, the, hated baby. the baby. Yeah. Um, but he wakes up and he's there and he's like, you know, I saved you, but I got something to show you here. And they're like in front of a house. I think he's just on a lawn. Mm-hmm. And. This door opens up, and you see a little boy. A little boy were running out, and you see somebody behind him. You just see their their the bottom half of them. You can tell it's a woman. They got some nice jeans on, little you know whatever. Um, yeah. But this little boy runs out, probably I don't know, eight ten years old. Yeah. And uh, he is a little blonde boy, and he says, "Hey, do you know who I am?" And the kid's like, of course. You're Homelander. Homelander. Yeah. He's like, yeah. But do you know who I also am? He's like, no. I, I don't know. I'm your father. Well, he, what I like is he looks at me like, you didn't tell him, huh? Or something like that. Oh, right, right, yeah. And then he looks down and he's like, I'm your father. Right. Which then. The, well, so before that, though, when he says, I'm your father, the little boy's eyes glow. Yeah. Just like Homelander's. Yeah. And around the corner, you see Billy looks up, and it's Becca walking around, and she's in freaking shock. I think first she was shocked to even see Homelander. Yeah, to begin with. Then behind him, she sees Billy, and she's just like, "What the fuck?" Credits. Show ends. Crazy. Yeah, I did not think. First off, I did not think that he was going to kill Madeline. No, And, and in such gruesome fashion, too. Yeah, that whole scene's incredible. Just how intense he was with her. Yeah. Like, when she's even saying, like, put the baby back upstairs, he's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, yeah. he gets pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, 
he brings Billy to see Becca, who, you know, we are all uh, assuming that she's dead and she's not. I was I was just shocked. Right. And why why? Why bring Billy there? And also, isn't it crazy? You don't come in there. He doesn't come in like, oh, hey, I'm Homelander. Nice to meet you to the kid. Right away, I'm your father. Oh, yeah. Just just gives him the the, the, the news immediately. Yeah, because he's tired of fucking secrets and lies. He's right. straight up. I'm going to tell you right now. Um, But, yeah, just very intense episode. Crazy way to finish the first season. Yeah. Like you said earlier, I... I I was so ready to just continue watching on to, to the next season. I didn't, but I tr- I almost did. I, I want to, but I'm not going to. I'm going to keep the, the spirit of our show and our format alive as it is. Yeah. Um, But just insane, man. Yeah. I, I thought it ended very well. And like I had mentioned earlier, I think if they had ended there, if somehow they weren't greenlit for season two at that point or whatever, I think it could have ended okay. Yeah, it would have still been open ended, sure, but it wouldn't have been terrible. Um, now, let me ask you this: answer. Do you think that the whole explosion uh, at at the house did it did it affect Homelander at all? Do you no. think? No, I mean, he seems fine. It didn't seem like he had a scratch on him. No, you know, and so I'm thinking like. If if Billy's intent was to go there to kill Madeline, um, even if Homelander did care about her, and even if he was, if Billy was the one to kill her, what would have been his plan after that? He'd have killed her. Homelander would have been pissed. He had no. He plan. would have murdered him. It was just to get back at Homelander. Yeah. It, yeah. It was a it was a bad plan to be honest. Terrible plan. But it was it would for him he thought I'd, at least somehow I'd get to Homelander in a way, which he did not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would you rate the season overall? Season overall, I'm I'm giving it a eight eight point eight. I'm giving it. You no, know no. I'll I'll push it to an eight point nine. Oh, overall, but you didn't even get a single episode in eight point nine. I'll give it a. I'll give it an eight. I, and I know the math doesn't math, but yeah. you know this is a. It's like whose line is it anyway? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say eight point five, but yeah, that's good. I'm, yeah. I'm giving it an eight point nine. Great show. Um, phenomenal season. Phenomenal season. I I agree, and I'm and I'm doing that only based on my expectation for what is to come. Oh boy. I'm I have high hopes for where the show will go moving forward. Yeah. In that one. We've we've gone up this roller coaster ride, up and down, up and down, to these last two episodes that just have gone up, 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 up. And every time I I've said it before in previous episodes of, of the show and, and the podcast here, every time I think, well, they can't get any crazier. They do. They do. They still do. And so I'm thinking they've got way more up their sleeve. If they've made it this far to the point where they've got a fourth season premiering later this year. Oh, they've got some shit. Yeah, yeah they, there there's has to be just more, more, more crazy shit that's going to happen. Oh. And I'm excited to see that. Is there? I mean, um, yes, obviously. We'll find out. Obviously. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, but um, the other thing I do want to say about that last scene, so Homelander obviously saved Billy. Mm-hmm. Do you think he thought, do you think Homelander thought maybe at least about saving the baby? Nah, probably not. Maybe for a split second. You know, because when I watched it and they reveal, 
you know, the the little kid at the end, I'm thinking, well, maybe, maybe he would think to save this baby to have another baby, like another child, you know, because then here's my thing. It ain't his in, flesh. In Homelander's blood. head, right, but in home, I'm not saying a baby for him. In Homelander's head, I would have thought, if, if I was Homelander, I'd have been like, you know what? Let me save both of these because if I really want to stick it to Madeline, like, yes, I've killed her. Terrible. But I'm going to raise the baby the way I want to. Not even that. Not even that. To really stick it to her, I'm going to turn her baby into a soup. Oh, shit. I'm going to give that baby the compound V. <laughs> That'd be That's wild. what I would have done if I was Homelander. That would have been wild. Right? Maybe. I don't know, man. He... He's only about himself, so he just wanted to get to see his kid, which is crazy because he could have gone there at any time, but he waited for this whole situation to play out. Right. Well, he knew, you know, Billy was who he was, yeah. and Homelander. Obviously, we're seeing. I think the entire time we knew he's not an idiot. No, right? he's a smart guy, but now we're seeing just how smart he is, and we don't know why, but he saved Billy for a specific reason, a purpose here, obviously. Right. Um. So I'm excited to see what that purpose is. Like, why did he save Billy? Is it just to rub things in and be a dick and be like, yo, I actually did fuck your wife. I, you know, she had my child. She's been alive this whole time. You've been agonizing over this, you know, essentially for nothing. Also, she's been hiding from you. Because this is the other thing. If you're Becca, what's the reason, aside from this baby that you're maybe trying to protect, what's the reason why you haven't gone and reached out to your husband? Gotta wait for season two. I guess we do. I guess we do. Where questions get answered. Yeah. And more questions come along. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to start the next season next week. Um I, I don't have any small screen scoops just because I don't wanna we've already gone a long time. I know you've got one got one good one that I need um, to do. And I want you to tell me it. Um, but I, I do want to just say we're we're gonna continue watching seasons two and three to prepare for season four yep and and watch compound i mean uh generation v we are right? watching gen v as well yeah. and i've already worked the math out that if we continue with the type of release schedule that we've been doing two episodes per uh per weekend um for the most part we might not be able to always do that but we always try to yeah um we'll be just in time for look at that near season four it's like it was meant to be it was yeah so what's the scoop that you have? So I have to give the small screen scoop because the uh, it was a Secretary of Defense in the beginning, right? That is Secretary of Defense Robert Singer. Okay, the act- Did they say his name in the episode. I don't think so. Okay, but I just I just know this. Okay, right, right. As the same actor who plays a very important character in Supernatural named Bobby Singer, he's a uh, he's like their their dad basically. Like their dad's dead in Supernatural, so he plays like the role of father to them, and it's a uh, Okay. He's a great character. He calls him Idgits. So if you're a Supernatural fan, you know Idgits. But yeah, uh, Jim Beaver's the actor. He's phenomenal. He, I think he's worth Eric Kripke by a lot. But yeah, it was Bobby Singer in Supernatural, Robert Singer in uh, The Boys. That's a nice little Easter egg. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And I do like how Kripke is bringing in other people he's worked with, whether it be actors, directors, writers. Yeah. You know, some of the people here. We need Jared Padalecki, bro. Have, um, have have been involved with the show, and it's worked out, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. That's all I got. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap things up. We're, we're, uh, we've probably at the longest episode we've had, or if not very close to it. Yeah, it kind of had to be, um, though. But yeah, a lot of stuff happened, a lot of exciting things. 
very excited for the next season. Come back and see us next week to see the opening to season two. But also keep an eye out on our other podcast. Uh, we are doing a podcast on the live-action Netflix adaptation of Avatar The Last Airbender. Two episodes in right now. You It is bingeable. So if you want to watch the whole thing, go ahead. But every week we're going to be reviewing and talking about one episode of the show. Yep. Um, Billy, I think you've already binged it all. Yes. I've binged some of it. I haven't gone too far. Uh, but keep an eye out. Those episodes are going to be dropping on Fridays. Uh, the Boys is always going to be on Sundays. Um, but also, let us know what show we should do next. Avatar is only eight episodes. Yep. So we're going to be finishing that up in the next five or six weeks here. Um, and then we're going to need something else to bring to you guys. So uh, hit us up on Facebook or any of our socials and let us know another show to, to watch. We're, we're hoping to keep something new and or relative to things right now. Yeah. Um, I think we do want to at some point try and touch on some old shows and we have some ideas of how we can wrap up some old shows um, or other shows, I should say. Uh, but let us know what else you want to see and uh, maybe it'll get picked. Maybe. We'll see. Thank you. Yes, thank you for all the support. Um, season one down. Season one down. Season one done. In the books. As they say. Three more to go. Two more to go. With, well, three with the Gen V. Yeah, and you know what? We also, before season one ended, we got to 50 subscribers on YouTube, which was awesome. Yes. So thank you very much. We set for ourselves, Yeah. and uh, and we made it. We're, we're on our way to more, hopefully. High five to you guys. All right. You know what? You're the real heroes. <laughs> All, right. All right, everybody. We'll see you Peace. next week. Peace.